TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and when will I see him again? My brother from another mother, the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, Guru. Hello, mate. How are you? When will I see you again? again? <laughs> we miss each other, don't we? When will I see you again? It's a nice song, that one. Mm, it's a bit sad, it feels like. Moment. I want to reach out and touch somebody. We spoke about this the other day. Reach <laughs> we, got, we got some a bit like accolade the other day. People loved our singing voice. <laughs> loved our singing voice. You know what people are loving? No one gave me that feedback. Who was sending you messages? Because I wasn't getting any. You have a great voice. You're <laughs> next buble. Who are you getting love from? Um, who was it? Nobody. Donuts. Crickets. No, somebody said, I laughed. I laughed at you guys singing the other day. Oh, anyway. Well, we probably just lost all our listeners with singing within the first minute. Normally, the only people that you know that listen to are singing at like the twenty-minute mark. Yeah, they're the legends. Speaking <laughs> of legends, because you gave him a shout out, you weren't too sure if he was listening or not. Jim Valavanas yeah, gave us the sneaky message and email during the Absolutely. week to say, "Boys, I'm listening. Glad you're not talking bad about me." You know who it was who heard me singing it was James Cuss. Oh, James has okay. just just got back from his. Um, he got two-thirds of three-thirds into his honeymoon and had to return to Australia because oh. uh, of this COVID crisis. And he and his gorgeous wife, Amanda, had to come back. And he has been listening to 100 Not Out. And I said to him, I'm going to give you a shout-out um, because – and he goes, but what if I don't listen to that episode? I said, well, <laughs> no, really quickly if you don't listen to that episode. So, yeah, James, Jimmy, Kuss. So uh, he told me that he heard us singing and he had a bit of a chuckle. So yeah. that's what that was. Yeah. I was just uh, being recorded on a podcast earlier today and I was saying that it's very important to laugh at times like this. <laughs> it is the time for it laughter. Is. Yes. Um, because honestly, not to say there's not much else to do, but if you get down and out at this time, you know, it's all over. And you're, like, you're the guru on stress. Uh, this is the time. You don't want to be experiencing any more stress than you probably already are. So a good laugh is one way to just, Break the shackles. I'll tell you something that happened the other day. So I uh, could hear like kind of chatter. I was like, oh, what's the chatter? So I was sitting here in the dining area and I could hear chatter in the bedroom. So I thought, oh, I wonder who Amber's talking to. Anyway, I was just kind of waited. And then the chatter kept on going. And I thought, I don't think she's actually on the phone. So I walked into the bedroom and there she was like laughing and chatting to herself. <laughs> I love she'd, it. I'm with you, Amber. She'd lost it. She'd lost it. She'd lost her mind. And so she was just like laughing. And I'm like, are you okay? She goes, I just can't stop laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing for? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, you've lost it. So we're like we're a couple of weeks into this COVID thing and she's lost it. So We're going a bit it, cuckoo. 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 So there's hey, the um, cuckoo laughter and uh, then there's hilarious laughter. She was good for my stress levels because I, I laughed at her cuckoo laughter. Yeah, it's, it is. There is a thing. I know people do like laughter, um, you know, laughter therapy. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. I don't know about, you know, just don't upset anyone that does this. I'm not a, don't know that I could just go to a, 
you know, those groups that get together and just start laughing and there's have like contagious well? laughter. Have you done it? No, no, it's, no, no, no. So it's, <laughs> see, so, see, no, it but that's, no, because works. this it is genuine. Works. No, but if you do laugh, like it, it somehow it just works. Yeah. Okay. What about fake laughter though? So what about the people that just have, and, and you could probably tell me mine and I could probably tell you yours, the fake laugh. Yeah. That is, <laughs> is not the real deal. And <laughs> I don't know where I was reading. I don't know if I was researching for the book or whatever, but like there was something about there is a different physiological effect when you've got like genuine belly laughter versus that trying to laugh just to lighten the mood. It's like trying to force happiness on someone. Oh, yeah, someone can't make you laugh. I think, oh, where did I read it? Anyway, no one can force happiness on you. Like if you're down, That's true. you know, no yeah. one can just make you happy they've got to either entertain you they've got to like it's like trying to be tickled when you're angry if you've ever tried to tickle your child when they're angry their, their strength comes out of nowhere and you get a kick yes. in the head yeah or you know, somewhere else somewhere yeah else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah totally oh jeez personal padlock oh. damien christoph that's oh. what my kids would be saying right now <laughs> i'm in dad mode because i was about to say when maya is so angry he's frozen uh damien john christoph oh thank you oh, i'm so locked uh, up there Maya will crack it and she'll go, Dad, I'll kick you in the balls. <laughs> like she knows like, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Cause she's like, Dad, I'm not physical touch. You know, cause now I'm like, don't try and give Maya a cuddle. She's not physical touch. Uh, she's not she physical will, touch. She will tell me, I'm not physical touch. In the career, in the career, like you go from Derby, who's physical touch and all over, you know, like cuddle him and joke with him and tickle him. He loves it. And I go straight from him to Maya and she'd be like, trying to duck away. And she'd be like, hey, <laughs> sideways hugs. Like, like, sideways hugs. Away from, yeah, sideways you know, hugs. Sideways like hugs. Little resty. Yeah. So different. Yeah. <laughs> Very different, our little Maya. You mentioned cuckoo laughter earlier. Mm. I don't know if I've sent this to you or if I've told you about it. Got to give a shout out to Maria Zushman. Oh, she Dr. sent Rim. me some. Some viral Australian who I have never heard of before, and I think his name is Nats, I reckon. And I think there's something else I missed it. But he had a video every second, every second rest, every second word was the f bomb, and he made a recipe, a bolognese called End of Days Bolognese. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And yeah. and uh, I was a bit tired when uh, Marie sent this to me, and and I laughed. I just laughed and laughed and laughed because we are a family. And that puts bol- that puts zucchini, zucchini in the bolognese, eggplant, eggplant in the bolognese, <laughs> and he is going. Don't you effing put any effing zucchini in any effing eggplant, you effing effings! It's just like it's so it's so over the top. It was hilarious. It's so funny you found that funny because I didn't find that funny. Well, Sarah didn't I, find I, that funny. I, I, I find, thought you'd get a bell. I don't find like just the endless use of swear words. I don't. Yeah. Doesn't really tickle my humor button, but and I laugh at most things. So, well, you I've, know, yeah. yeah, you know what I found. I don't know what you're normally like, but at this time, I have found do. myself. You probably no, do because, you probably do know what I'm normally like. No, with what I'm about to say, because oh, okay. I reckon. <laughs> All right. So, so I don't normally ever. If I see like what I would term just that boring waste of time, viral funny video, particularly in a work day. I'm like, oh, flick because I don't want to get sucked into the vortex of funny videos. Not that I'm not funny or not that I don't want to laugh at it, but yeah. I was like, oh, I've, just, I've got other things to be doing. Yeah. So when Maria sent it, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to bother because it's just another <laughs> Facebook video. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And then I was like laughing at it going, okay, like, uh, is it because at this time, and what I want to ask you is like, uh, do you find yourself consuming more, not just funny content, but content that's kind of not, I don't know, not, not, not you, but just not, um, not the kind of stuff that you'd normally consume? I don't know if it's because you're on digital more. Well, there's definitely more being flung at me, right? So yeah. I've got the opportunity to see a whole lot more. Like my dad, I haven't communicated with my dad as much via text message or anything in the history of text messaging or anything <laughs> since this last couple of weeks. And really, it's not really communication. He flings a video at a me. Meme, so a meme, a video. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I look at those ones. But, you know, but I'm not really consuming much. In that regard, yeah. in fact, I'm consuming social media so much less right now. Like, I'm I'm really trying to to stop being on it because I feel like I'm getting drawn into conspiracies and drawn into uh, all of the panic around COVID and drawn into all of the doomsday stuff, and and that's not where I want to be. Like, mm-hmm. and I had to choose that. So I was I was getting some serious thinking, thinking. I was getting really grumpy, and every time I heard, um, you know. A particular words, 5G, 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 Wuhan, different words. You know, I would just it would trigger a stress response in my body, and so I knew I was creating heart disease by consuming social. Media. Oh, this is a really good point, actually. I, I love to, this. I, I had love to decide. This. I had to decide, and then I I mentioned something. My great mate Ravi Rudner said, "Love to me, Ravi, Damo, you do slip into that a little bit," and I was like, "Oh, like oh. I know." So like slipping into ne- into negative thoughts and i hadn't realized that i've been doing that so I, I said to him you know he said to me that i slip into that a little bit and he goes oh, i just you know i just noticed it more recently and so that for me was a bit of a wake-up call that maybe that was becoming a bit of a personality trait so i wanted to you know jump out of that as quickly as i could and so i sought counsel and you know worked on that and so i'm trying really hard now not to be consumed by the stuff that might negatively impact me and to have a, a more measured reaction to it so i think that's a good thing to do wise i'll tell you what mate you've got to have your own segment on this podcast called damo's weekly wisdom <laughs> i swear to god that is that is because i whenever i hear the word decide i don't know why it's stuck with me but it's always the you know you know the word definition is really to murder your options side like homicide regicide genocide da, 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 da. that's lt so, isn't it doesn't lt talk about that all the time oh uh, Maybe, but it's you in. Might it from, it's in yeah, you might have heard like, it from someone else. You know, and then LT got it from Tony Robbins, who got else. it from yeah. Jim Rohn, who got it from Nightingale, who got it from Socrates, who got it from whatever. But yeah. the, the, but but so, so when you said when you said it, I was like, right, because you just you've you've murdered your option. You've like right, no more of enough. I've had it. It's toxic. It's negative or whatever. Mm. And if you listen, if our listeners listen to last week's episode. And you've really inspired me because last week's episode you were uh, talking about how into some extra further professional development you're in at the moment, the fellowship program mm. by Adventist Health. Uh, no, it's Chinese whisper. You just yeah. like you've just in, interpolated that one. You've extrapolated that one. That's like enormous. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> Never let the truth get in the way of a good story, said Mark Twain. Oh, wow. But for the Look sake of um, your professional yeah, standing, can you just rewrite that wrong for our listeners? <laughs> yeah, it's from the Australian Society of Lifestyle Medicine. I'm actually doing the American College of Lifestyle Medicine course at the moment because that will translate over to the Australian Society of Lifestyle Medicine. And then I will sit a fellowship exam after that in December. And like the leader of the American 
organization yes. is is involved with uh, Adventist Health or yes. is it part of the Adventist? No, he's, he's, he's a lecturer at the Loma Linda University. That's right. There we go. Yes. So it's not as... Uh, not a random, not as much of a random link as I may have made it out to be. <laughs> there's a little bit of truth. There's just oh, a hold on sw- to a skerrick. There's a little bit of tofu in that. Uh, yes. <laughs> 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 totally. Oh dear. But I think your social media comment uh, is is absolutely spot on because, yeah, personally, when you spoke about what you were doing last week and the inspiration that you were getting. Um, you know, as I said, I love to read books during the week and I do love to learn. I'm voracious, curious, all the rest of it. But I think that this time is the perfect time to reduce and or eliminate your social media consumption and replace it with the information that you want to really learn, the information that we're too busy to learn mm. when life is busy. normal. Um, mm. But no doubt, I mean, I'm sure it takes courage to do what you've done because courage might not be the right word, but it's like it's very conscious. It's very much like it's conscious, this is yeah. what I'm doing. You know? Yeah, totally. But in saying that, I'm de- I'm watching Stan at the moment. Like I'm watching um, yep. I'm watching Bold Type, and there's definitely there's no life lessons in Bold Type. So I'm definitely getting my my brain dump of dumb stuff. Like no doubt about it. But at the same <laughs> at the same time, I'm I'm trying to stay away from being caught up in all of the other chitter chatter nitter natter. Um, that might be um, distracting me from being an effective practitioner or an effective um, communicator yeah. uh, to the, the people that I interact with on a daily basis. So it's just a caution. It's just a carefulness. That's all it is, Piercy. Um, here's a curly one for you. All right. Do you think even in the content that you feel like is, um, you call it dumb stuff, but like the content that, on the surface you think has no impact on your life, mm-hmm. do you think that you, if you sat with it long enough, not you personally, I'm just talking generically because I think about this all the time, Yeah, enough, whenever I watch a B-grade movie or a rom-com or whatever, do you think that if you sit with it long enough, like in media studies in year 10 at school, you could actually extrapolate a life lesson out of it and apply it if you so chose to? Not that we have to because it's just tired at the end of the day content. But do you think even the most meaningless content can have meaning? Yeah, totally. You're, yeah. Like, you're kind of like doing BTN, right? I don't know. Behind the news. For sure. Yeah. So absolutely. Like, so even in like this silly little show that we watch and everyone, I just love it. We cuddle up on the couch and we watch the, sometimes we watch three episodes in That's one great. night. That's great. Quality yeah. time, mate. Quality time. QT, QT. Yeah. I love it. And so we, um, we're just watching it and there's like little messages in there. You kind of go, oh, that was kind of cute. But at the same time, like it, it makes you just look at life differently. And th- they have this amazing ability to communicate with each other. Obviously, it's all scripted, but you kind of like play it out in a different way. And you're like if you didn't mention something, then you wouldn't have had that conversation. And the fact that you had that conversation clears the air. Mm. And so it's a really interesting thing. I, like I, I'm enjoying just the, their arts of communication and how they just they meet things head on. And it's scripted, of course, but it does make you want to have more conversations to be more open and clear and just to face face things head on. I love that. And there is nothing wrong with scripted. Books are scripted. Movies are scripted. Radio is scripted. The only thing that's not scripted is our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But But you just said books. How's your book coming along, PC? Oh, so close. Is it? The chapter on spirit is the hardest chapter I've written. Uh, So I'm really a little bit nervous that it might be uh, S-H-I-T. I know it won't be, but 
I just had a moment yesterday going, it's okay, Marcus, that you're only like, it's taken me three hours to write two pages, but mm-hmm. I've realized that it's sensitive. Like it's not like nutrition or growth or wealth where uh, your language is not, it's nowhere near as emotional or not emotional is the right word. Like with spirit, I feel like I can stuff it up so much more by saying something in the wrong way. Yeah, you got to be careful actually, with your words, don't you? You got to smack yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a bit of a mixture between creative writing, but then also editing. And I'm yeah. just, but I'm enjoying it. I'm also like in the quote-unquote hero's journey. It's always near the end where you're so close, but you come up with a challenge mm. towards the end. And even though once I'd finished the wealth chapter, I was like, great, one chapter to go. I still also knew that uh, this would be the biggest hurdle because. How do you put spirit into 20 or 30 pages? So then you've got to work out what do you choose not to say. Like I'm not doing anything about religions and like spirituality, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. talking about, um, you know, uh, two sides of the coin, which I always think about. So today I did a health and sickness, you know. So um, I spoke about uh, Chris, my brother-in-law's wife, Renee. She died of cancer at 39, uh, literally six months later. They'd always dreamed of moving to Byron Bay, but just the busyness of life, children, family and friends in Victoria, they never did. Literally six months after she died, he decided to move the family up here, hmm. you know, and talking about health and sickness and, and really, and I know this, I'm not going to do it justice in the brevity of this podcast, but if it wasn't for Renee, Renee Martin's life and her death, her, hmm. her birth, her dash, and a death because I thought about our chat about the, yeah, dash. the dash. And I think I'm going to incorporate the dash. I got the poem today. Nice. And I'm just going to ponder writing about that tomorrow. Yes. Um, you know, because it, but, but, you know, if it wasn't for Renee, uh, her life, but also her death, there's every chance, you know, Chris and his family wouldn't be up here. I, I can't speak for Ash and Penny, but you never know. Mm. And then Rob and Jill, yeah. who have now, uh, who are now moved up here as of Christmas. Yeah. All because of a sickness. Yeah that one person got that Chris married, you know, so that's kind of the angle that I'm going at. I'm not trying to be woo-woo and, uh, you know, talk about new age thinking. It's more just about we can't be too obsessed with health or sickness because even in the biggest tragedies in life, there could be the seeds of our greatest joy and fulfillment and all the rest of it. And working out how to say that is a bit of a, is a, is a, bit of a brain fry, but, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, well, you, well, you're right. I think you've got to be careful of your words in around that because you've got a massive message to get out in 20 or 30 pages. It doesn't, it's almost not enough pages, but it, yeah. but that's great because that leaves us with a sequel to your first book. Oh, that's what someone else said. I get used to wait. writing many books. I'm like, no, this is my one and only nah, book. That's how I reckon that's what George Lucas said. There's no way. Uh, yeah. You know. Anyway, that's exciting. Oh, I love that. I love yes. that. There you go, everybody. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. This is the first of many books from Marcus Pierce. Because <laughs> what he said just then. <laughs> oh, you've just wrote me into it. No. <laughs> that's what it is. No. Never yeah. let the truth get in the way of a good story. No, no way. Heard that no before. Way. No way. Um, you're on Triple M uh, shortly or next week. Yeah. Um, what is the mainstream? Uh, what, what is mainstream wanting from you know, in terms of your messaging at the moment, where, how, how open are they to what questions are they asking in relation to where we're at at the moment um, from your good self? So on Mondays and Thursdays in the mornings, I, I'm on um, a number of different breakfast shows. So on Monday, I'm on 2YB, uh, which is um, Aubrey Wodonga. Well, no, it's 2AY, 2AY. And then I'm on 
um, 3YB um, and then throughout all of um, that network, which is the Ace Radio Network. I'm on a, on a, like a, a network syndicated uh, breakfast show. Um, and, the, and then from time to time I go to Triple M with um, Billy and JB to talk about health stuff. And so each of those shows have kind of different content, right? So um, the one that I do on a Monday morning, it's definitely not curated. It's a lot of fun. It's um, we talk about one or two different topics. It might be around exercise or, you know, what's happening to our bodies while we're in COVID. What can we, you know, what else can we be doing legitimately to improve our immune system? Um, and they're really good long conversations, which is great, and I love that. And then my Thursday uh, morning show is a little bit shorter, so I've got three to five minutes, have a bit of a chat uh, with Shawnee, um, who used to be the Triple M in the Goulburn Valley, and uh, I chat with Shawnee and Kate. And so we talk more about um, one subject, and so it might be um, why is my back sore at the moment or um, – uh, what is a virus versus a bacteria? And it's mm-hmm. those, it's kind of explanations of what's, you know, what something might be. Yep. Um, and then I go on to Billy and JB's uh, on the rush hour on Triple M. And, uh, and I don't know what I'm going to get asked. So last time I was asked about the flu vaccine, should we all get it? Um, and then I was asked about um, something else. Um, and then so I had to explain more about the concept of, of what it was to to gather an immune system and to create an immune response. So I wanted to speak about that. So that became a really educational piece, uh, which I really liked. So for, for the most part, from a health perspective, for me, it's about um, sharing with the audiences another perspective that they're not getting in the mainstream media around health because there's been a, a clear absence and almost like a complete removal of the concept that the body has its own ability to heal itself and to protect itself. So I'm trying to bring that back into mainstream so that we can have that conversation. That's where I'm heading with it. Every morning when I, I love that you, uh, um, I just love that you are, that, that you have a platform to, to connect with the mainstream media as much as we would all love it to be bigger. Um, I love that it's being shared, but I also love what you said at the end that you're almost having to fill a vacuum that, the actual mainstream media is not, and that's because there's so much misinformation and everything else out there. I uh, go into the ca- the cafe to get my takeaway every morning, and the Daily Telegraph is is sitting on a bench whilst I order. And I always kind of hope that I can sit there just for a minute, just to check the front page. And yeah. I just have to giggle. I, I honestly have to giggle every time, every day I go in. Yeah. And it's like special investigation. This will be, this will rival man's mission to the moon to find the <laughs> vaccine for yeah. Corona. Yeah. You know, for COVID 19. And I was like, people lap this up, don't they? They, they really like, do. It really is, you know, it's, it's off the charts. And no, as I said, I'm, I'm grateful that there is a, at least one voice of reason. Uh, amongst it all, I just said to again my I think it was my mum last night or someone. I, I I just wonder when all of this is said and done, what what most of society's perspective will be mm. afterwards. Will we all look at it and go, you know, like I was chatting to my mum last night, and I think I found that seven thousand people die every day in the states. I could be wrong, but it's at least seven thousand every day. So yeah. it's fifty six thousand a week. Uh, and do the maths. I think that's two and a half million a year. Yep. And when I spoke to my mum last night, it was I think it was forty two thousand had died from coronavirus yep. in 
I don't know, let's, let's call it four weeks. Yeah. Uh, so about six days, six days of people. Now, we'll never know. Well, I don't know if we'll ever know how all of the deaths around the world stack up against their annual death tolls. No, no, no. Well, so I was chatting about this today. It's amazing that you had this conversation because yeah. uh, talking to um, my physiotherapist, Tessa Hines, today, she was helping me out with my elbow. Shout out to Tessa. I don't think she'll be listening to this. Go, Tessa. Let's see what happens, Tessa. <laughs> her husband, Rupert, is a gastroenterologist, pediatric gastroenterologist, and all their modelling around um, this has been that it's going to be a huge disaster. And, um, and so all of the um, intensive care unit beds have been you know, kept aside. They were talking about um, the, the fact that even though there'll be a lot of deaths um, as a result of the coronavirus, it's not going to increase the death rate that much across the world because many of these people that have passed away anyway may have actually died within this previous in, within this year anyway they're going to die yep they're going to die so they, we may not see much of an increase in the death rate not like the spanish flu where we saw two and a half million people die you know which yep. was in, intense we're not going to see that here and it's not going to affect our numbers that much so are we allowed to say that are we allowed to scratch our heads on that or am I missing the point? Let me know if I'm missing the point. Um, no, I think we should be scratching our heads. And I, I think that uh, there should be questions being asked. You know, like, obviously, all of the decisions that have been made have been based on modelling. Um, but you're not seeing anybody um, say that they've got the modelling wrong. Um, what they're saying is that, thank God, we acted early. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can read statistics in a number of different ways. You know, you could. You, you, there's so many different ways in which you can see or read the numbers um, and then spin it. And a great way to not admit that you got the, the, the numbers wrong is to say that because of your actions, uh, you know, we actually managed to beat the numbers, you know. Mm. So that's, that's one way to, you know, kind of avoid it. So I'm saying this, and I know this will rile people. I'm not, I'm not meaning we just should ask the question. I don't know whether or not if we didn't take such drastic action, whether or not we would have had well, the we'll same never know, will we? we won't we'll never know. know. We no. won't know. And and thank goodness we won't know. Yeah. If you know what 100%. I mean. Like, yeah. I'm so glad that we didn't have tens of millions of people dropping dead. Because that would yeah. have been that would have just been horrendous. But we don't know. But it's all been based on modeling. Um, and that modeling could have been flawed. And yeah, and, and we may not be allowed to say that the mod- people won't actually say uh, our modelling was flawed and it doesn't matter really because it's what's done is done. Yeah. Um, but I just, my only thing I, <laughs> in terms of personalities and, and this is a bit of an optimist versus pessimist and I know we need to go shortly, but um, mm-hmm. the pessimists are like, wow, wow, wow. If the second wave comes and it all comes <laughs> in and it all goes, I'm like, but do, is this the time to jump at shadows? Isn't this the time to like resuscitate whatever economy and life and lifestyle that we have left, like surely this isn't the time. If we, if we, if everyone wants to give themselves a pat on the back for killing the monster, surely this isn't the time to jump at shadows, waiting for the next pos- potential one to come. Isn't this the time to go? Well, if we've done it before, we can do it again. What a great, what a great day for humanity that we managed to get on top of it, rather than actually bunkering down and waiting for the second wave or the third wave. Yeah. Why don't we celebrate what we've been able to achieve? So the Victorian government treasurer said today. 
um, the economic and unemployment devastation was worse than the state had expected it to be. It is bleak and catastrophic, he said. Victorians are hurting as a consequence of the necessary steps that the state is taking with regard to responding to the pandemic event. Our economy similarly, similarly is demonstrating the sort of stress that every household is experiencing at the moment. It will take years to get back to where we were. We've got a long road ahead of us rebuilding and recovery. And the New South Wales treasurer said, New South Wales has always been Australia's engine room and we're going to come roaring out of this and drive our state to the next level. We're going to get our state back in business, the budget back in the black and together we'll beat this thing. Well, Spot I'm definitely, Spot I'm definitely the difference. I'm yeah. moving to New South Wales. I'm going. I'm, lo- I'm loving the New South Wales treasurer. Part of Get my ignorance. Stuffed, Daniel yeah. Andrews government. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, talk about doom and gloom. Why don't you put a big black fart cloud over Victoria? <laughs> just keep us all locked up. That is uh, like that is not leadership. That uh, is scare tactics. Yeah, and well, I don't want to sound. Uh, I don't want to sound like uh, pot shot, pot shot, uh, pot here, but. It's no no benefit to say that the uh, the economic consequences were worse than what we were expecting. I mean, that's just to say, well, we we shut all these businesses down, but we kind of thought that that they'd all bounce back. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, and they haven't. Whoops, that Ooh. wasn't what we were expecting. Well, I didn't think that had happened. You know, we didn't see like, unemployment on. levels arise. Come on. I know we're turning political here on 100 Not Out, but come on, folks. A bit of common sense, please. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, when you and but, I rule uh, the world, Damien Christoph, the uh, world will just... Uh, you imagine that. It's going to be amazing. Can but, I be uh, your assistant prime minister? Can you be the prime minister? I think you'd be no, better. No, no. I'll write your speeches. Um, no, I write the speeches. You write You've the got songs. the swagger. I write, write the speeches. Or maybe we can be co-prime ministers. That's not bad. Yeah, like co-captains. Yeah. Yeah. Some people hate that. Melbourne does that. Yeah. Richmond even does that. Richmond. Well, you don't have a leader in a marriage. Why would, Why should you have a leader? Like you might have a spiritual leader in a marriage. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, co-captains is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway. it's something worth pondering. Yeah. When we take over Australia, well, let's start with Australia before we take on the world. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be great. We've got to win our local electorate uh, yeah. first, don't we? Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Big love and hugs to all of our listeners. Uh, thank yes. you for listening. Um, hey, we haven't. We've got to do the shout out to someone that we think's not listening that might be listening. Well, I did James Kuss earlier on and Amanda. Yeah, no, but that's like you've had chats. With <coughs> well, I know. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's think. <sighs> I'm gonna pick it. I've got one. I got one. Go. Cheryl Mead. Oh, Cheryl. Korean inaugural member of our 2016 trip to Ikaria. Yeah. Cheryl Mead and the great Brett Mead. Fellow yeah. Richmond supporter. Yeah, legendary. Um, legendary. Well, that'd be. Out. Are they listening? We're going to find out. Well, what about what about we call that a few more of our Icarians? Do that next week. Do that next week, mate. You've We've got, got so many back. people. We've got like 30 million people to get through. That's a lot of people. All right, one more. Go on, one more. All right. Um, what about, well, we know that Carolyn Keane, she listens. Yep, what about, listens. Um, what about um, Hillary? Hilarious. Do you reckon oh, she. What about gee, Hillary? That's a good one. Ooh. Hillary King Sullivan mm. out in the West. Yes. Um, and whilst we're actually doing shout outs, uh, yes. big love to our good friend and loyal listener, Stuart Goff, who lost his yeah, father lost his in between recordings. So yeah. uh, big love to you, Stewie, and your big family. Hugs. Condolences big from hugs, the 100 mate. Not Out community. Um, and just one more shout out. I know we're like way over time here. Uh, <laughs> Captain Tom. Uh, yes. Captain <laughs> Tom. How is he? Captain Tom, who people that don't know, is uh, I think he's just turned 100. 
Yeah. Uh, war veteran over in the UK. Do you want to pick up the story, Damo? No, you, you tell okay. it. So, so, so Captain Tom Moore, uh, was, uh, he said to the, the, uh, the interwebs, you know, um, I'm here in my retirement home. I'm locked up. I'm going to do 100 laps of the garden uh, to celebrate my 100th birthday uh, coming up. Um, I want to raise 1,000 pounds, 1,000 sterling. And um, cut a long story short, 23 million pounds later, <laughs> Captain Tom has done his 100 laps and he yeah. has raised 23 million pounds for the NHS, which is the public health service uh, in the UK. And um, he's going to keep on going. He's not stopping. And so, no doubt, uh, talk about uh, an overnight success, 100 years in the making. Uh, yeah. Captain Tom Moore, um, yeah. you absolute legend. And legend. I could not think. I know. I, I saw in the article that I read that he did 35 interviews in a day. I'm like, oh, I've got to get him on 100 on out. But uh, <laughs> he might be a little bit weary after <laughs> be weary. Uh, three dozen um, interviews. But uh, what better example of literally the 100 not out, mastering the art of aging well message, 100 laps to celebrate wow. your 100th birthday yeah. at this time. Wow. Raising money. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. He is incredible. I saw that little story the other night and I was just so happy because yeah. that is a good news story. That's that a, is a good news story. I want to pop it on our story. socials. I'll pop it yeah. on the socials. Yeah, and what a beautiful man to do that. You know, yeah. what a heart of gold. Unbelievable. Putting his, his body to work. Ah, oh, what a ripper. What a, and, You know, not in the first time either because obviously you don't get captain for no reason. He's been through wars. And, yeah, he did it. He did the 100 laps in his... In his um, vest with medals. Coat of arms and all the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's so good, isn't what it? What a trooper. Yeah, What so a good. trooper. Good on him. Well done, Captain Tom and well done, uh, Tom. your family. Much, uh, we're very inspired by your efforts. <laughs> so again, folks, thanks for everything. Go to DamienChristoph.com to find out all about the great man, Damien Christoph, myself over at marcuspierce.com.au. Uh, big thanks to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Joseph Tomo for all of the editing. Cielo who does all the social media. Uh, and he counts who looks after the 100 not out accounts on social. And to you, our loyal listeners, thank you for your support. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.